disability be damned. My regular visits with Mother Mary Angelica never really ended. The frequency of our personal meetings was impeded by her stroke and her eventual confinement to the cell, but they continued, vastly altered right up until her passing. Mother Angelica hired me as news director at EWTN in 1996 and over time became much more than an employer to me. I co-hosted her Mother Angelica Live program for a few years, and we often had long personal conversations at the end of the workday or after the live shows on Tuesday and Wednesday evenings. While I was working on her biography from 1999 to 2001, we'd meet every Saturday in her monastery parlor, peering at each other through the wrought iron latticework separating the world from the cloister. During those intense interviews, she could be explosive, hilarious, conspiratorial, and holy at times all at once. With Italian at gusto, she shared how a tenacious faith reshaped the life of a wounded girl from Canton, Ohio, and changed the world. In the lusterless suburbs of Birmingham, Alabama, this crippled nun, who barely graduated high school, founded a cable network in her cloister garage in 1981. She would tend the fledgling operation for two decades, crossing swords with errant bishops, beating back takeover attempts, and struggling with her own infirmity to make the Eternal Word television network the largest religious media organization on the planet. It was her personality, her particular ability to connect with viewers, and spiritually console them in moments of distress that propelled the thing forward. They could feel her faith and were warmed by it. Away from the cameras, it was Mother Angelica's mystical intimacy with pain and suffering that fueled EWTN's growth and made her one of the world's most beloved spiritual figures. The rigid white headgear of her habit could barely contain the nun's expressive face as she related the dramatic turns in her life during our times together. With each interview, my understanding of her deepened, along with our friendship. At times, Mother would get so comfortable, especially over shared meals, that she would shift her weight in the overstuffed leather parlor chair, place a long, lean hand against her face, and really open up. She'd share troubles and fears, intimacies and secrets, restricted to only a few of her sisters. In June 2001, our conversation turned to some bishops who had caused her heartache in the past, men who never really cared for Mother Angelica's spiritual emphasis or style. They don't pay me any attention. They're just waiting for me to die. But I won't. <laughs> Her eyes twinkled with mischief, a satisfied smile spread across her face. Then she exhaled, and suddenly the mood changed. I talked to the Lord recently, she confided in a hush, and I said I would like to stay until the worst is over, for the church, for the community. The Lord accepted her proposal, but I doubt if even Mother could foresee the consequences of her request. Later that year, on Christmas Eve, a stroke precipitated by a cerebral hemorrhage nearly killed Angelica, depriving her of the speech that had built her broadcast empire. In 2004, an injury would shrink her world, physically restricting her 
to a corner bedroom at Our Lady of the Angels Monastery. To outsiders, and even to some of her closest collaborators, it would appear Mother Angelica's story was over. The old abbess became ill, was shut up in her room, and waited for God to come for her. But there is much more to the story, a story that has been hidden from the public until now. In her protracted silence for more than a decade, Mother Angelica would struggle for her soul, fight for her religious community, see the fulfillment of her last mission, and radically transform the lives of people she had never known. She would indeed stay until the worst was over. Our society has a tendency to ignore or diminish the value of the infirm and the frail elderly. Their suffering and physical debilitation are reminders of our own mortality and the last act that awaits us all. But as the